Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, fellow dreamers, and welcome back to the Dream Your Life podcast. This is episode 28, and today is Wednesday, and I am very excited. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm excited because it is the day before the Thanksgiving holiday here in the States. And I have family coming in to town. This is going to be the first time that I've ever hosted, my husband and I have ever hosted Thanksgiving at our home here in Los Angeles. And everyone's flying in and uh, my parents, my sister's whole family and aunts and uncles and cousins and tons of little ones and my my in-laws. And um, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of human beings in, in one tight space, but um, it's going to be so much fun too. And uh, I'm also excited because Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. If It's, it's not my first because I, I would have to give that one to Christmas, but it is one of my favorite days of the year. Um, and it's not always been this way. I think, well, not along here if you agree with me, but when I was younger, I think like most of us, I pretty much ranked holidays in terms of the presents or the treats and sweets that I would get. And then I'd maybe throw some extra points if dressing up was involved. But now I rank holidays um, and just celebrations in, in terms of the love and the joy and the gratitude that I feel. Not just in my own heart, but but from the people that I'm with. And look, I know this sounds corny and I'm realizing that <laughs> as these words come out of my mouth, but it's true. And it's not actually because I'm this altruistic person who just wants everyone else to be happy. That, of course, is partially true, um, me wanting everyone to be happy. But I also love the way that I feel when I feel grateful. Like It is the best feeling in the world to be grateful. When you look around and you just feel so much appreciation for the people in your life, for what you get to do, for the little things and for the big things, you know, I know I spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about the importance of gratitude, but I really believe that when it comes to manifesting and when it comes to creating a life that you love living, gratitude is really the key. When you feel grateful, you are a magnet. You are attracting into your life more things to feel grateful for. I know in my own life that I can get myself out of a mood or a funk just by shifting my my thoughts and my focus to things I'm grateful for, 
this works, you guys. It really, really does. Um, and I've also manifested so many things into my life since I started a gratitude practice, which is waking up and starting my day every single day thinking about things that I'm grateful for. So before we get into this episode, which you are going to love, by the way, or I hope you're going to love, remember to feel grateful now as much as you can, as often as you can. And if you're not doing it now, if you're not spending time focusing on feeling gratitude for the things and the people in your life, you will, I promise, be blown away by how much more love and joy you'll feel for the life you're living once you do. Okay, so now on to the episode and on to my interview with the oh-so-incredible Bob Doyle, which, by the way, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do. Bob is, is he's like a celebrity in the, manif- in the manifestation law of attraction world. So he is a celebrity in my world. Um, you may remember him from The Secret, or you may have heard him on a podcast. I've heard him on several podcasts or seen him on YouTube or even on stage. Um, you know, talk about energy. Like this guy's energy is magnetic. And recently, Bob shifted away from teaching the more, I'd say, metaphysical aspects of the law of attraction, those like kind of more abstract ideas, to really focusing on the importance of neuroplasticity and brain rewiring, which we've covered a little bit on this podcast, and I know a lot of you were really interested in hearing more about. So um, we talk about how people, like you and I and everyone, can change their reality entirely simply by training our brains to think differently. And again, this isn't some abstract idea. This is a tangible step-by-step process that can result in immediate and really impactful changes to your life. Bob is also going to share a quiz he designed, um, which I took, and I encourage you to take it as well while you're listening. You can just pause once we get to that part. Um, But this quiz is going to give you an idea as to your autopilot wiring set point which we'll talk you through as well. Um, And that can really help you understand um, where you are when it comes to personal development and making real changes to your life. And then, of course, Bob and I talk about manifestation. and um, But we really talk about manifestation from a, a scientific perspective. So for all of you who like the facts and the science, here's another episode for you. And please do share this with anyone in your orbit who may be interested. I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, hello, hello to the legendary Bob Doyle. Bob, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. It's it's easy to take time out of my schedule of being legendary to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have this conversation. Awesome. Okay. Um, So first things first, Bob, this is a tradition with every guest I interview on this podcast, but if you would, I'd like to start by having you share three things that you're grateful for 
in this very moment, big or small, fun or mundane, mm -hmm. three things you're grateful for? Uh, I am grateful for uh, for the technology that allows me to connect to so many people in the world in a way that I would not otherwise be able to do using my creative creative abilities, et cetera. I'm very grateful for my partner, Tracy, who has just changed my life in immeasurable ways. Oh. And I'm grateful for my ukuleles and oh. my uh, and my my desire to play them. Oh, you know, I love the ukulele, but I don't think I, I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who plays it. I've, I mean, I've, I've heard them played before and I've in Hawaii, I feel like I, it's like ukulele land, but. Well, let me just tell you, it is a very big part of who I am, even though oh. hardly anyone knows that, but I was a musician as a, as a child and I played lots of different instruments. And about 11 years ago, I settled in on the uke and there's just something about, something about it that allowed me to express myself creatively through music in a way that I wasn't so in my head that I was before. And this is actually kind of a key part of my story and my message. I mean, it was like, I needed to express that part of me and I was frustrated with all my other avenues. And then the you came along and made it easy and fun. And now I've just wow. committed myself to, to getting good at it. You know, I practice 90 minutes to two hours a day. Oh my gosh. I know it's a serious thing, even though I don't really get out too much about it. I'm just starting to kind of put myself out there again. I did 10 years ago a lot and then I kind of withdrew and now coming back with a different style and a different level of proficiency, I hope. But How yeah, cool. Is there is there any way for people or for me to hear you? Like, is it online yeah, somewhere? I, I have I have the stuff that I did forever ago up on YouTube. Um, oh, cool. I'm sure if you just searched uh, Bob Doyle bathrobe sessions, I did a whole series <laughs> oh, cool. of standards wearing a bathroom. And, uh, and then I've just started to do some stuff on Facebook, too. I, I'm so easy okay. to find on Facebook. You'll find everything I do there. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, okay. So Bob, I, I do have so many questions for you about really the science behind manifestation, because on this podcast, I talk all about manifestation and, but, but really specifically about your expertise around brain rewiring and neuroplasticity, which is a topic that we've explored a little bit on this podcast, but haven't gone really that deep into. And it's something that I personally am just incredibly fascinated by. I think just, I'm very left brain myself with this mm -hmm. very spiritual side as well. Um, and I know there are other listeners who have also showed a lot of interest in it. But before we go there, I'm also very interested in you, Bob, and your story. And I know just right before I hit record, I let you know that um, I obviously know you from your contributions to The Secret, and I've seen several of your YouTube videos. Um, and you're very, you're very hard to forget. And, um, <laughs> and now I have heard you on several podcasts, but I don't really know your story. And rather than have you walk through your whole life right now, what I'd love for you to do is kind of share some of the, maybe the biggest milestones or revelations or aha moments from childhood to today that have kind of shaped the course of your life and brought you to this very moment. Yeah. So as I mentioned with the music, I, I just have always been led by my, my desire to express myself creatively with whatever that is. And so growing up, I always knew I wanted to get into broadcasting. And so I went into radio and I was, you know, I did all the study for that and, and got ready for it and just prepared myself for 
a career in it because I truly just wanted to be a goofball. I really just wanted to entertain and be silly and do voices and the whole thing. I had no, nowhere in my, in, on, on the list anywhere was help people. It was just not, it, it, but, but because uh, I found myself a little frustrated in the, in the uh, broadcasting career, because I couldn't express myself as creatively as I wanted, that's what jumped, that's what had me start jumping around from career to career. So that was a milestone there is just trying to find my place in the professional world where I could express who I was creatively and not get pinned into a job that I hated. Mm -hmm. But I had watched my mom have a whole career of a job she hated. So I had some wiring around what was real what was real what was reality and the reality in, that i later discovered in my wiring was that money's hard to come by you're always going to be in debt and it doesn't matter what you if you love what you do or not you just have to do it so once i was became aware of that wiring i was able to make conscious choices to override that and that that all happened when i started to really kind of learn about the law of attraction and just enough of the science of it to get my little analytical brain to go okay this is a thing so that i could actually let it in and start being in alignment with these things that these principles I was learning about. So that that so that allowance for this sort of metaphysical stuff to come into my life was also a big milestone. But then the the biggest one, and so I really taught a lot about that, the science of vibration and energy. I was a real law of attraction geek, mm -hmm. you know, until a couple of years ago. And that's when I made the turn to to move away from teaching law of attraction and how it all worked to changing your brain, because yeah. that's what's important. The mm -hmm. people spend decades trying to figure out the law of attraction. And I just woke up and said, you know what, none of that is necessary. Wow. Um, really quickly, what, when you said you learned a lot about the law of attraction, what's interesting is I interviewed a lot of people on this podcast and almost everyone is like, I learned about the law of attraction and manifestation from the secret, which you were part of. Um, but where did you, where did you learn about the law of attraction and becoming aware of the wiring of your brain and, and how to kind of change that? So when I was on my search for professional fulfillment, and I couldn't logically figure out why things weren't working, that's when I started wandering into the New Age bookstores and started looking for what are the invisible reasons my life isn't working. Mm. And it was through that I think I was led to um, uh, the Wayne Dyer manifestation meditation audio program was pivotal. Mm -hmm. It really had me wake up to visualization and this idea that we could shape our experience of reality. So that just kind of got me going down that path. And then I just sort of had a lot of aha moments moving along. Like I had a really big, huge download about everything as energy somewhere around 1990 or so. And I didn't know what to do with it for 10 years or so. Um, uh, I'm so sorry, I got off track. No, no, I was just asking where, um, how you oh, yes. learned about the law of attraction. So as I was learning about the principles of manifestation and visualization, um, I, I needed more and more of those more scientific answers, more tangible rather than just what I would call the woo-woo answers than the trusting yeah. and the faith and the putting it out to the universe. I needed more than that. Yeah. And so when I found, I finally was led to a book that became part of my first program and it's still out there and I still highly recommend it. And it's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money by a guy named David Cameron Kikandi, who actually ended up being the creative consultant on The Secret, and oh. she found him through my program. Oh. So that's kind of a cool little cycle there. That is cool. Uh, I have anyways, not even heard that of that book. I am going to 
add it to my Amazon list. I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It is so worth a read. And it really, that is the book that had all the lights come on for me. That's what talked about just enough quantum physics that my left brain was able to go, okay, I see how thoughts could be things. Okay. I, I see how that could happen. And then that, that, you know, that allowed me in to start getting actual results. But what I was doing was the, the, to get these results was the typical law of attraction stuff, you know, making like a vision board. It was really just changing the background of my computer's wallpaper and making yeah. lists and just simple law of attraction stuff. But what I wasn't really conscious of, it's so much more important than me doing those things, was I was shifting who I was being. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the old Bob Doyle trying out these techniques. I decided that who I was was a person who could communicate, who understood these things, and it was easy, that kind of thing. And yeah. so it was a whole different energy, if you will, with through which I was doing these things, but I was being different out in the world, not just in my head, not just on my paper or my computer screen, but my behavior, even if it was just almost indetectably subtle, it was coming from me being a different person. And that began a rewiring process in my brain, which allowed me to very quickly go from, I just put this program together to it exploding into this huge encyclopedia of law of attraction stuff from all these downloads and then getting into the secret and all these things that three years into this industry, if you will, yeah. you know, I'm in there with Jack Canfield and Bob Proctor and all these yeah. people. I'm like, what am I doing in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What uh, do you feel like you manifested it intentionally? Well, I never put on the vision board that I wanted to be in a movie about the law of attraction. Yeah. I never would have conceived that something was like that. But I did when people ask me, how do you end up? How did you end up in the secret? You know, there's the practical part where she found me online and she like, you know, my voice was important to her message. Yeah. But I think from that law of attraction point of view, it was like we had the exact same vision. And that is to get these principles into as many open, willing minds as possible. So we were just, you know, even though we were going about it differently, this, her vision and my vision meshed. And it just made sense that I came in there and put that out there. And it did allow me, obviously, <clears throat> to expand my message to, you know, ridiculous numbers of people who I never would have consciously even dared to imagine would be possible. Right. I was just focused on the present of every day. Like I want to enjoy what I'm doing and I want to do the best job I can. I want to put as much value and education into what I'm producing as I can and not worry so much about the numbers and the money and all that. Yeah. And it made a huge difference. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the rewiring process and this shift from you focusing on teaching the law of attraction to really teaching people how to rewire their brains. Yeah. So it comes down to, I mean, people learn the law of attraction because they want to create their reality. So the question is though, where is reality really created? When is it really created for the individual? And the answer is it's created in the moment that you give that moment meaning. Am I enjoying this? Does it suck? You know, have I reached my goal? Have I not? Will I ever? What are my, it all comes together in an instant as you survey your situation moment by moment. And all of these dots are getting connected in your brain based on years and years of wiring. And in, with all of that wiring and all of your experiences and all of your beliefs, you create what's real in the moment. You create truth in that moment. That's mm -hmm. your reality. And it's completely different. Well, it's, it, it can be significantly different from the person down the street or across town or in a different country who had totally different wiring, but they are also experiencing truth. 
You're, you've got truth, they've got truth. So what's true? None of it. It's all meaning that we're making. And so <clears throat> if you want to create, if you don't like your experience of reality, if you were dissatisfied, it is a result of the actions you've taken. I mean, your actions have logically brought you where you are. And you've taken all of these actions based on the meaning you've given every moment and said, okay, this means that, so I should do this, or I shouldn't do that, or I shouldn't take this on. So if you want to change your outer reality, you have to change who you're being so that you can get different results out there. Yeah. What determines who you're being is your wiring. So that's why my work now is about helping you decide who do you want to be to get the results that you want, to get to attract, if you will, the life you want. Who do you need to be? What's the gap? Who are you being now? What are the traits that you have? Maybe some of the traits that are stopping you from getting there. Let's identify those and get conscious about programming this sucker because yeah. it's ready to be, it's being programmed all the time without your permission. So my work is about taking back control. Wow. Okay, so let's let's talk about the quiz really quickly. So I want to start with that. And I just took it, but I want to give listeners a chance to take it and then you can kind of walk through Perfect. the different types. Mm -hmm. So where do we where where can listeners go and take this quiz? And can you tell us a little bit about um, yes. why you developed it? Yes. The first question is always I get is, you know, okay, so how do you start? How do we start rewiring ourselves? And because the first step in this process is awareness of our current wiring so that we can change it if it's not serving us, knowing how we're wired right now is a lot of good information. So this quiz in 60 seconds, and it's free, will give you a transformation personality type. This is not a disc or any of those others. Bob Doyle created this based on two decades of coaching people on this and seeing what stops people. So if you take this quiz, you're going to get assigned a type and it, it all it's describing is how you approach personal transformation. And in those types, even though there's nothing wrong with any of the types, but each of them have a trait or two that unchecked can have, can have you stop your forward motion, stop the rewiring process. And every time you have a quote unquote failure, as we define it, as we're as we tend to define it, we wire ourselves and say that didn't work, that didn't work. So we want to be really careful about how we perceive the feedback that we get. But knowing our type is, it just saves tons of time because that it allows us to be, you know, aware when we go into that autopilot wiring because now it's in our consciousness, and with that awareness, we have choice. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's tptquiz.com or transformationpersonalitytype.com. tptquiz.com. So if you're listening and you want to take this quiz, um, just press pause right now and then come back. And then Bob, we can now we can jump into yeah. kind of what the different types are. Do you want to say what type you were? I am a seeker and is, it totally makes sense. <laughs> that is the number one type by far. Like yes. 75% of people. So the seeker is very common and it refers to a person who's super excited about their transformation, personal development in general. They're committed to change. They're committed to it. They're so committed, in fact, that they're going to try everything that comes their way. This program looks good. This seminar looks good. This event looks promising. I like that guy. This woman resonates with me, blah, blah, blah. So they're all over the place, sometimes with philosophy and approach. And so it's no wonder that the results they actually get in their life are kind of chaotic. 
because their wiring is all over the place. They, a, a seeker needs to, to love and acknowledge why they're seeking because they're committed, but then find something, check in with themselves fully, because most of the time when they make the decision, they feel really good about it, whatever it is. So just stick with it and go through the whole thing. You have to give the biology a chance to happen. Rewiring is a biological process. It doesn't just happen because you want it to. Now you have to give it new effort. You have to give your brain new information on a consistent basis for a for an extended amount of time without flip-flopping back and forth. So yeah, it's it's challenging. And that's why transform that's why most people don't successfully transform, but with the right tools and support and insight and awareness, you can do it. So that's the seeker type. They just need to stick with it. And what what is that? I mean, is that subjective? Like what is the amount of time to stick with something? I think until you feel a, a result. It's, it's all about why if, if you have intuitively been brought into an approach, a program or something, and if you're with it, if you're consciously making this decision and you see, wow, if I do this program, I will get the result, then you have to just keep going. Because again, it doesn't matter what approach you take, whether it's lo- the law of attraction is involved or it's a Tony Robbins seminar. If your brain doesn't get rewired, you're not going to have a transformation that sticks. So whatever it is, you just have to stay with it until you feel inside, I am fundamentally different. When you can check in on situations that would trigger you to be in a disempowered state and not feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, can you be a seeker? Because I, I, I definitely, that all resonates with me, but I do also feel like I I don't think my results are chaotic. Like I've, I've been able to manifest incredible things in my life and I am, but I still like to, try everything. Right. And let me be very clear. Again, there's nothing wrong with any of these types and even these traits. The reason I bring them up is if you're not getting your results, this is something you might look for. Okay. Yeah. Because a seeker is going to seek, you know, and a skeptic is going to be skeptical, but it's like, if you, if, if if you're not getting results that you want, then that's a place to look. So since I said skeptic, let me just yeah. jump onto that one. That's the next one. And that's what I would have tested to be for sure. Again, wanted transformation in my life, was committed to having the life I loved. But, you know, I don't know about this law of attraction thing or this energy thing or whatever. So a skeptic, there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about things because it stops you from doing stupid stuff sometimes. But if you mm-hmm. define yourself as a skeptic and that is your default wiring, then what tends to happen with the skeptics I'm talking about is that every time an opportunity comes to them, the question they ask themselves is, why will this not work for me? Why won't this work for me? And if those are the questions you ask, those are the answers you're going to get. Yeah. A skeptic could serve themselves much better and use the same intellect, same logic, you know, just ask the opposite question. How can this work for me? That's still, you're still skeptically analyzing things, but you're asking a different question. So you're allowing yourself to get different answers. Eventually a skeptic has to ask those questions or they will say no to everything. And what they get out of that is always being right. Mm -hmm. But that's all they get. Mm -hmm. They don't get their results. They don't get their dream life. They don't get that sense of fulfillment because they've defined themselves as someone who says no to everything first. Now, that's again, that's the extreme example. And I have skeptical and I don't do that anymore, but I still I'll still have a skeptical reaction at things. But I don't I ask different questions now. So if you're for this personality quiz, this is about really personal development. Like yes, when, you're, when you're talking about a skeptic, though, can you be a skeptic and 
in the, you know, personal development areas, but not a skeptic in other areas of your life? Or is this sort of- I'm sure, yes, because especially if you, because a skeptic, especially when it comes to personal development, can be a lack of faith about yourself, your own abilities that you don't have in other areas. Yes, this is strictly personal development. This is this is this quiz was developed to help me and the person I'm helping understand where they're starting in terms of getting where they want to go. Yeah. So the third one, and this is a very this is a tough one because there's a lot of emotion involved, but that's the people pleaser. People pleaser, again, committed to their own growth. They've gotten inspired. They want to become something more than they are. They know they've got it in them. But as soon as they start out there being that in the world, they start getting the feedback from other people, their mom or the spouse or coworkers or whatever. And it could be a look on the face. It could be an outright, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? Just something that has the people pleaser second guess taking on this transformation because Mm -hmm. it's making all these other people uncomfortable and it's causing them to doubt themselves. So the people pleaser will, in the worst case scenario, never complete the rewiring process because they don't want these other people to be uncomfortable. The problem is everybody's uncomfortable now. Nobody wins. Those people are not right. comfortable because you're not, they're, they're uncomfortable anyway, which is why they're telling you what you can't do. Right, <laughs> right. The best service you could do for them is to go for it and succeed. They may or may not follow, but it, you've got a better chance of them doing than if, if you go for it. And meanwhile, yeah. you get your life. And at that point, the people pleaser will attract a whole new set of people, people who are in alignment with who they're being and support them, not naysay them, et cetera, because you're out there being it unapologetically. So some relationships may fall away and people freak out about that. But that again, how we interpret relationships evolving is all wiring too. There's nothing true about whether an evolving relationship is a bad, sad thing. We make that crap up, you right. know, and it's based on whatever our belief systems are. So we can choose to just accept that relationships like everything else in life are cyclical. And for us to grow, things change and change is sometimes and very often uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So what percentage of, of people, so 75% of people are seekers. And what about for skeptics? I'm going to, I'm going to say that the other three are about equally divided. Okay. So somewhere around in there. Um, But okay. So the last one is the wizard and the wizard, I think that would be like my subtype right under the skeptic, which is ironic because the, while the skeptic wants facts and figures and science, the wizard is all about the magic right? The energy and the vibration and the nuance of thought and all of these things. And we'll make our vision board and we'll get into the feeling of having it now. And we'll put out the energy and the universe will match the energy. And I'll just sit here and open my eyes. And there's the bike because the genie in the movie, you know, (laughs) that kind of stuff. And so obviously that's not how it works. It can occur that way. Sometimes for sure. We have these miracles of manifestation, Right. But for the most part, we're going to get into our lives the things we want because of who we're being, what we're doing, what we're putting out there in the world. So the wizard has a lot of rituals like the vision boards and the meditating and the visualizing, which I love and should be a part of it. But those things must move you into action. They have to inspire you so much in the visualizing of them, in the feeling of them that you cannot wait to get up from that meditation session and go be that person. That's what's going to get the result. So it's just the nudge into action is all the wizard needs. I feel like that's my subtype for sure. Yeah. It's a weird one when you're a skeptic because, you know, and here's the, and I want to just say this because 20 years I've been 
an advocate and, and a hero for the law of attraction. And I don't yeah. want people to think that I'm anti that. Yeah. It, it's not that at all. And it's not that I've thrown any of my beliefs about it out. They're all still there, very intact. But what I learned is that trying to get people to understand it is a waste of energy because yes. they, while it's kind of cool, it doesn't make them, it doesn't move them into action. Right. And so people go decades loving the law of attraction and posting their memes and the whole thing and still not getting where they want to go because they're not doing the basic thing of changing their brain. Right. So how, so now that you know your type, how do you, what are the steps to start the rewiring process? So the first thing you're, now that you have the awareness of some of your autopilot behavior, yeah. you take on the mission of noticing it. You know, catching yourself in in the act of going into autopilot mode. And so I invite people to look for the times when they're triggered, when they feel upset, when they feel disempowered, or they're getting angry, or they feel this familiar, frustrating situation, and realize in those moments, okay, I'm now in my autopilot behavior, and learn to get into that observation mode. It's truly just sort of pure consciousness, and yeah. where you're watching yourself without judgment. There's no time, there's no age, it's just you're watching this behavior and you're noticing, okay, this is not what, what this, in this moment I am perceiving is not the truth. It's my wiring. And I know what happens when I respond in this way. It's not what I want. So how would I like to respond instead? And then you, you try that on. Now, to be able to do that, of course, you will have want, you will want to have some idea of what that behavior is. And so part of me working with people is, it's this whole thing. You find out who, you know, where, what's your starting point. We get some basic idea of who you want to be or what the results you want to have so we can identify some preliminary traits that that version of you must have to have that that maybe you're not exhibiting now so that we can, again, utilizing what we know about your personality type, help you to identify where those patterns show up in your life and rehearse through visualization, through this amazing reality creation machine we have yeah. called the brain, how we would like to be instead what, what behavior is more congruent with what we know it needs to be in order to get the results we want to get? So we visualize with feeling and emotion. This is how anything happens. The, the thing about learning, this is all we're doing. We're just learning how to be a different version of ourselves, just like we would learn a new language or learn to walk with all the mistakes, if you will, and all the feedback and all the discomfort that comes with that. So if a thing is non-negotiable in our life, like walking, et cetera, we, we just do it and we take the tumbles and we, you know, and we just do it until we're there. But yeah. somehow we don't do that when it comes to our personal development. We give ourselves a time limit and then yeah. we say the universe doesn't want it for us if it doesn't yeah. get there. So then I guess my question is, so you know your, your personality or you know you're a transformative transformation personality type mm -hmm. and you are starting to identify these patterns and well let's let's actually take just a practical example of you know money money comes up a lot um and let's say you have all these just limiting beliefs around money that it's hard to come by you know money doesn't grow on trees like maybe there's some self-worth issues and let's say you are the skeptic. How, Bob, do you use visualization and some of the techniques that you teach to, to rewire the brain around these money limiting beliefs to help you attract more of it? So the person has to 
visualize having money with good feelings. So they need to understand why, why do they even want money in the first place? If they've got a weird relationship around money, like a lot of people just, they don't have it because they resent it or they're scared of it or whatever. So that's a relationship with money that is based 100% on wiring because money is just money. There's nothing to be scared of, but we learn these things. So again, if we can learn that there's no truth by just using logic, that there's no truth to being scared of money. That's, that is a first step. But then this whole money thing, why do you care about money anyway? Is it like, what is money to you? And if it's the way to the future that you want, then let's skip the money conversation for a minute and see what it feels like to be in the future that you want. Mm -hmm. Because it's when we get caught up on the, how are we going to get there? And money is just the means that we get into trouble because our logical brain wants to understand where is this money coming from? What am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And you just get into this cycle. But first, you have to inspire yourself into some kind of action, like make that future non-negotiable. It's amazing what your brain will fill in for you if you focus on the right thing. If you keep focusing on how you don't know how you're going to get there, then you're going to continue to not know how to get there. But if you just focus on being there, feeling that you're there, and again, this this is a very common law of attraction conversation and it seems very woo-woo or metaphysical, but just from a biological standpoint, again, you're, you're setting new wiring into motion. You're trying on what it feels like to be a different person in a different situation and how much better it feels than how you're feeling now. And you get to sit in that meditation or that visualization for as long as you have time to do, and you can really amp up those feelings. It's got to become non-negotiable. When it does, then the then the stumbling and the discomfort becomes a lot easier to go through. Yeah. So you get into this place, you you start visualizing, you know, having going back to the money example, good feelings around money. You're I, I always I love Mike Dooley's quote, like visualize the ha- the the wows, not the hows. So like this end result state and and feeling good. And then, but what is like, what is that action step? What is that inspired action? Could it be, I mean, does it just depend on the person? Like, it's is absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely going to depend on what that person is up to. But first they have to get rid of the conversations around being stressed around money and so on. It, this, this whole thing of being, it's such a subtle thing. And and it can show up in ways that are, are not like really visibly obvious. It could be a micro expression on your face. It can be a tone of voice that you speak in when you have a different level of confidence about things. Mm-hmm. It, it's these subtle little energetic things that make a big difference in your everyday life. But it starts with you being in your head that money is, or it's not even the issue. Again, it's like, yeah. who do you want to be? What is the impact you're having in the world? And what can you be doing now? What action, What? who can you be being now that is more congruent with that, that doesn't depend on having all the money. A lot of people are doing it in reverse. Well, I'll be that way when I have the money. No, you won't, because you won't get there if you don't become that person first, because who's going to give you the money? Right. So um, this is a little bit going off on a tangent, but I I wrote it down because I I really want your opinion on this. Um, Children. So I have three kids, um, a one-year-old, a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And I know, you know, the six-year-old is really starting to ask questions. And I'm so passionate about all of this and just, you know, helping her see the power of her mind and um, how much her belief is really shaping 
the things and events in her life, but like with children, um, or let's say, you know, even like just someone who's just being born is, is the blank slate. Like, are you just, can we as parents teach our children, um, or help them wire their own brains to make them happy and successful? That that's where they're getting it, Julia. I mean, where else are they getting this information first from their parents and then their schools and then TV and then just society in general, but they're saying yes to everything. There's no assessing information. Is this true? Is this for my higher good? It's just like, yes, 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 yes. So you're, if you, if you already naturally think and act and speak in this way, you're good. You know, because that's all she's going to know, all of your kids. And so that's, that is going to be their predominant wiring. And so that's the lens through which they're going to see the world. You don't have to fix something. My job now is mostly fixing, you know, like people are 30, 40 years into this wiring you've got with children. It's wonderful. And let me tell you, I'll share that, you know, 15 years ago when The Secret came out and I was doing interviews, people would say, how do we teach these things to our kids? And I'd always say, you just got to do it. Just yeah. be it, you know, live yeah. it. It's the it's the only way. I mean, you can show them the secret, but if you do the opposite, they're going to watch you and not the movie, you know, in most cases. And so yeah. now here it is 15 years later, and now I'm getting interviewed on podcasts who are hosted by these used to be kids. Oh my gosh, how crazy. And I'm getting this, I grew up watching you and making me feel wow. nice and old. But I mean, <laughs> it's, but it's still that, but these kids, they're so extraordinary. I mean, you know, they're just like so conscious, so present, so energetic, yeah. and just like have such a different outlook on life than than the than most of the adults I deal with. So it's a testament to what this kind of thinking, because the secret definitely did help to infuse the the that particular generation with this type of thinking where it was not there before. It didn't reach everybody, but it reached a yeah. bunch of them. Yeah, you know, and so we do have a generation of people who are who see the possibility and are excited about manifesting and brain rewiring is a, is a huge conversation right now. To me, it's a, it's the logical progression from the, the, the magical allure of the law of attraction for the people who aren't, who just aren't going to listen to something that sounds magical like that. It's like, that's, that's why my message has to be up-leveled a little bit, if, if you will, because I really, when I started this, I wanted to reach me. I wanted to reach people mm-hmm. like me who wouldn't have, who struggled with this, but wanted results. Yeah. But because of the nature of it, I actually ended up, you know, logically sort of attracting an already metaphysically thinking crowd. They weren't really like me. So I was already talking to a bunch of, you know, that. And so now this conversation, this neuroplasticity conversation is much more what I originally intended in terms of helping people get a practical grip on their, their the experience of their reality. I don't, yeah. there's nothing to debate here. Our brains change. That's right. Obvi- and that's all you need to know. So then with brain rewiring is, is it easier for, let's say, you know, you have a hundred people all from the exact same place, same kind of upbringing. Are there other things, I don't know, innate in your personality that makes rewiring easier for some than others? I'm sure there are like genetic things. Like if, for example, if you have a health issue that can affect the quality of just your life and thus your thinking and sort of filter the way. So, I mean, there are nuances to be sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, you know, so, but I do, but obviously, I mean, so obviously there's going to be some of those things, but for the most part, the general principle that, you know, you, that the, that the brain is saying yes to most information 
And if it's consistent on an ongoing basis and it doesn't have anything else to work with, it stands to reason that this is how it is going to get wired. And it's not until the brain is exposed to new culture, new ways of thinking that it starts to go, hey, wait a minute, what's going on out here? I thought this was true. Yeah. What about Bob? And this was actually um, a question that my friend asked me over lunch on Sunday. Um, and it came up from, from, I think she'd listened to another podcast episode and she, we were just talking about manifestation and she was really asking about people who live in third world countries or in oppressed countries with limited resources. And if we, if you were able to teach this, the, like the principles of brain rewiring in, let's say a small village in Africa, like what kind of differences is do you think it can make in well, that? they would also need the resources right you know that so the brain rewiring can help them to see more possibility for themselves and that would of course be monumentally uh positive you know yeah. they they just need to see and and it's just like showing them what's going on in the world, et cetera, so they can see possibility. But then yeah. they would need the resources to be able to act on that knowledge. If they're in a remote location and we're telling them about all this stuff you can do, but they have no access to it, well, right. that's just frustrating. So, yeah. but but is it possible for us to go in there and start a rewiring process? And it, I think it's happening. I mean, I think anytime we go in there and help like a village with even you know basic education and things like that, that is what we're doing. We're showing them mm -hmm. new possibilities. They're getting wired for entrepreneurship and so on. So it's, it's not only possible, it's something we're doing. Yeah. You had said something. Um, I, I can't remember if I heard it on a podcast, but, or, or maybe it was on your, on your social media, but you were saying that people can get a result in a day. Yes, because all you that awareness, if you wake up to your autopilot response, the moment you get become aware of it and make a different choice, you're going to get a different result. You will start getting results mm -hmm. in your rewiring process from day one, as long as you capture, you, you catch yourself doing an autopilot behavior and have some alternative action to take. And we can absolutely prepare you for that in a day. So that's what I'm saying, because you don't know the impact of that one change you make could be huge and life changing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, it's just saying yes to a person who you normally say no to or vice versa, or taking that, that one little step of putting yourself out there, it, you could do that on the first day just by catching yourself, stopping yourself yeah. in, because of some autopilot behavior. And then you start this whole process of new feedback that you get, that you just keep paying attention, you follow that, and you're going to eventually rewire your brain. Yeah. But the coffee thing and the parking space stuff with the law of attraction, I mean, people will sit there and visualize <laughs> and then celebrate the cup of coffee two weeks into learning. And I'm like, wow, you could have changed your life two weeks ago. Right. You know, and I don't mean to be, I really don't mean to be glib about it or, or, or put down any of it because again, that was 20 years of my life. But I, but I do, when I hear people, cause some people beat themselves up because they're mm -hmm. not, they're not doing it. So I should know better than this. Or I just went down a negative road and they beat themselves up there. And all they're doing is solidifying old wiring. So I just yeah. want to wake them up and say, stop doing this. Yeah. So it's, it starts with that and then everything else just becomes easier. So do you, yeah. once you rewire your brain and you, you let go of these limiting beliefs and you, you believe, you allow yourself to believe in all of the possibilities and the things that you want, then how does the law of, does the law of attraction just, it, it makes it easier to 
Well, here's the that. thing. The law of attraction is working effortlessly, right? Yeah. But, but you know, so it doesn't need you in any way. You're, it's just responding. So again, that's why I'm saying we don't even need to think about it. If we're being the person that we're here to be doing the things we love to do yeah. and accepting the feedback that we get and just taking the ride of our journey of living a life of passion, the law of attraction is just going to be working automatically. It will orchestrate the meetings and all those wonderful things, but you don't have to sit there and spend trying to make it look a certain way or come to a certain time or any of that stuff, which most people do, even though we tell them not to attach and the whole thing, you know, yeah. it's just, they, they want it when they want it. And that, that's the problem with the, with the law of attraction approach is they, everybody's turning themselves into magicians and they want to make the trick happen fast. They, they want to, they want to be in control of when it happens and how it happens and what it looks like and who's involved. And it's just not, that's not the point. Right. Bob, do you think that in our lifetime, we will get to a place in this world where all of this stuff is mainstream and people are consciously aware of their programming and, and able to rewire? You know, it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, first of all, things in general are progressing at such an exponential rate. Yeah. You know, I, I certainly couldn't say it would be impossible. One of the things though that I'm realizing is that because, you know, I've been, even though I sidestepped into it by accident, I've been yeah. in this personal development world for 20 years or so. And it's, 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 it's uh, easy to forget that most of the world has no clue about personal development. They don't even know it's a thing that they can change their life. They don't know at all. Yeah. And, and that's most of the people. So in addition to just getting the people who are already interested in transforming themselves to settle into rewiring themselves or do whatever it is, that's going to work. Now we have to show the rest of the world that they can do it too. So mm -hmm. in my lifetime, I have no idea. I'm not attached to it either way. It'd be great. And like yeah. I say, anything, I mean, like, so the, so the secret came in out of nowhere really, and, and had this huge worldwide impact on waking people up to at least this concept of the law of attraction or creating our lives by design, which wasn't yeah. there for a lot of people before, which is why it was challenging to so many yeah. people. But uh, another thing like that could happen. You know, we just, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, well, Bob, this has been so great. I have one last question for you. Uh, I'm very curious how you're going to answer this because it's, it's a question that I've asked a few times um, to other guests, but I want you to channel Bob Doyle in um, 20 years from now. And I, I'm just curious, what would, what would be the advice or the thing that he would share with you in 2021? Well, I hope it's, I hope it's similar to what my advice is to me now that I'm, mm -hmm. that I'm living my life by now, yeah. you know, this, this work that I've been in those helping people transform or whatever, that's just a part of who I am. You know, we talked earlier about the ukulele and other things. And I have yeah. so many creative things I want to still do film and story and writing and producing animations. And there's so oh, many things yeah. that, and they're all running in my, in the background. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so, but what I'm clear on is right now, this message about rewiring is what is something I need to spend a good bit of my time on yeah. to leave whatever, legacy, which has never really been important to me or whatever. And I, I'll be honest with you, over the course of the 20 years, I've almost stepped out of this industry several times because of frustration with the industry itself, mm. with how people were perceiving it. And it's like, this is a lot of energy and emotion that, you know, 
but yeah. I keep getting drawn back. But this brain rewiring and the neuroplasticity and the sim simplicity of it really, even though it's a challenging endeavor, but I, we've got the structure in our programs to help it be easier. Yeah. This is something that I want to get going and have its impact. And, you know, however that moves on, but 20 years from now, I want to be sitting on a porch playing my ukulele. That's what I want. Oh, to I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay. So let's just talk about the program and how, um, how listeners can connect with you, what the different ways are to work with you. Sure. So the, the program is the boundless living challenge, boundless living challenge. And they'll learn about that right after they take the quiz, because okay. it's, you know, it's my answer to here's how to, here's how we're going to help you do this. Yeah. And it's a community driven online thing with a daily action steps. You there's, you get points for taking certain actions, which your brain loves. This is all about making, oh, keeping cool. your brain happy. Right. Yeah. And then you unlock new programs and things like that as a result, but it's really the, the weekly coaching and I'm in there every day in the community and learning from other people and, and, um, and, and having, the, again, having that system of daily things to do as long as they're doing it every day. So we've seen tremendous, tremendous transformations in there. So that's cool. Um, the, uh, also I coach people, you know, if they, if people want to work one-on-one, -on -one. if they want to go to, we talked about the quiz at tptquiz.com, but yeah. meetbobdoyle.com, meetbobdoyle.com. It's okay. just sort of the all things Bob site. And then if so training or speaking and that kind of stuff. And like I said earlier, I'm super easy to find on Facebook and the other socials. Perfect. All right. Well, I will include all of this in the show notes as well. Um, Bob, thank you so, so much. I have just loved talking to you and you do, you have, someone said it in another podcast, but your voice for podcasting radio, whatever you want to call it is so soothing and so great. I haven't put anybody to sleep yet on no. a podcast, but I'm not <laughs> going to put it past. It could happen. It happens in my life all the time. Oh, All right. Well, thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and um, hope to stay in touch. And thank you to everyone so much for listening. If you could take a moment right now to rate and review the podcast, it would mean so much to me. My dog is barking right now, but I am grateful for you and sending you so much love and happiness and for everyone who celebrates, happy, happy early 